0: Relatively new to us, if you received a bulletin when you came in, there's a insert on which you can take notes. If you are also new to us, but you, pr- you possess one of these wonderful electronic devices, you can have our app, you can sign up for it, and uh, Maria, did y'all get that? You said yes, okay. If you ever see me use my phone, it's because I have to convey a message to people that can't hear me, and I, I don't want to get on my microphone and give them the message. I got sharp people, so just so you know, Pastor isn't just checking out solitaire or his texts in the services. This is an appropriate message for our time, and even. The choice of the background for the PowerPoint presentation, those of you that can see it, is to imply what I hope you sense. Early mornings when you're having that warm cup of coffee that many of you consider life does not begin until that happens. And it's soothing and comforting in those moments. That's why I chose this slide for the uh, background for my PowerPoint and a message titled, No Fear. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 reads this way. These things happened to them as examples for us. Say to your neighbor right now, I'm glad it happened to them. Now you'll catch on here in a little bit, but these things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. Now look at your neighbor and say, it's the end of the age. So those things were written at that time historically in the word of God. These things happened to them as an example for us now. You are living in the end of the age. If that's news to you, I'm sorry that's news to you, but I want to make sure you get it. This is the end of the age. If you aren't ready for Jesus to rapture his church out of here, you need to get ready. You don't have time to play around now. One of the things that happened in ancient Israel is found in the story of the Exodus. I expect you know what I'm talking about. It's when Moses took the children of Israel out of Egypt. But the Exodus was off to an uncertain start. The army of the world's great superpower at the time was in hot pursuit of Israel. The people were trapped between the army and the Red Sea. What could they do? Surrender and return to slavery or fight and be slaughtered. They didn't have no instruments of war. They didn't have any of that stuff. And there they stood in this very vulnerable moment. Have you been In a vulnerable moment in your life, is it possible that right now some of you, as I'm beginning to share this word, you realize I'm in a vulnerable moment? Some of the people were murmuring and crying, bemoaning their fate. Others were praying. Thank God for the praying people because everyone escaped. God intervened hear me when I say this to you this morning. The same God who intervened for Israel at that time is willing to intervene on behalf of his people today. Say hallelujah. And so what inspired Israel then can inspire you today, right now. So I want you to hear it from the word of God. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 through 15. Verses 13 through 15. I have it for you. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. See how quick that came off my lips? But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. It's easy to read it. It's easy to look at there in the Word. Some of you are trying to walk it out right now. I'm not done with the Word yet. It says, the Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> I don't want to get off track. I got a good, solid three-point message this morning, but this will be freebie. What, what, what Ose, uh, Moses was saying to them is, look, that dust that's being kicked up behind you. That dust that represented uh, the, the army of Israel, Egypt coming, fast approaching. They had weapons of war. They had their chariots and their horses with, with their, uh, the, their nostrils flaring as they bared down on Israel. Vulnerable. Some of you are just like that right now. Moses giving them this word, but really, hear it, hear it. This is coming from God. This is God speaking. Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. That's what Moses told the people, but it was because God told Moses first. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. It's not just that they, they won't mess with you. They're never going to be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Now listen to this. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. So I have three imperatives from this passage Uh, cry out to be heard today. Three imperatives. It's a good three-point message, as I told you earlier. And here's the first imperative. Imperative. It's just something you need to know. An act you need to take. A word you need to act on. Three imperatives. So write these down. Do not be afraid. That's the first imperative. Do not be afraid. For I will fight for you. That's what the Lord said. At a time when we're facing a monumental global crisis, we could be afraid. It's what we're facing. The first imperative is validated by the promises of God the invincible God, the mighty God, the God of miracles says, don't be afraid, I will fight for you. We may lay claim to those same promises. You may. We face a formidable enemy, but we have the same promise Stand. God gives you this promise today. This isn't just for Israel back then. Yeah, they were in the moment, but you've lived in these moments. And perhaps we could call COVID-19 the Red Sea. Do you know that God is our deliverer, the same as Israel? He's our omnipotent omnipotent defender. Defender. He's our unfailing protector. protector. Yeah, you got people around you, they're not omnipotent. omnipotent. (laughs) Right? You know, know, always, always. you know, he's got everything he needs. All the power, All power. all all the presence. God has it all. are all-powerful. Unfailing defender, protector. all his promises are... here's the good thing. all of his promises are guaranteed by the blood of Jesus. <laughs> because it's a perfect sacrifice. He went to the cross, he was the perfect sacrifice so your needs could be taken care of. Therefore, in the midst of this pandemic, And all of the problems we face, he says, hear it again, do not be afraid. Look up. Yeah. He's saying, look up. Look, you can see they're coming. They're coming. The the problem is real. I'm not standing up here telling you COVID isn't real. Real. People have died. It's a real enemy. It's taken lives. It's affected every single one of us, like it or not dust is stirring up in the background. You can hear the pounding of hooves. You can hear the wheels turning on the chariots. It's coming. 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 God says, I will fight for you. I will defend you. I will deliver you. I will never leave Somebody that's been in a real mess. I know it. I know it's gotten gentle and quiet. But somebody that's been in a real mess. And you've had God show up for you just like he did Israel. I want you to stand to your feet and shout hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Been there. Come on. Come on. Stand up. Shout hallelujah. You've been there, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name. Glory. So think of this global pandemic as a type of Red Sea in front of you. And you add to this the army behind you. Call it the army behind you, the social unrest, the Political chaos, we're in a mess, isn't it? Some of you, I hate to get up some mornings and even bother turning on the television. See what new goofy thing some scientist is saying or political entity is doing. It's all around us. There's escalating violence. Global terrorism. Terrorism natural disasters we aren't even talking about those things now maybe you don't remember the fires of last summer we still have horrendous hurricanes come through all of these so we'll just call that the army behind us all of that stuff the red sea in front of us Then covid so it's all there staring you in the face hear it. You can feel the rumbling of the horses. See the dust stirring up. Which of these things is greater than God? None. None. None of these enemies that you have standing in your pathway, none of these pains and struggles are greater than God. We may have the enemy hot on our trail in the sea before us, but we have God right beside us. Hallelujah. In life sketches of Ellen G. White, she writes, we have nothing to fear for the future except as we shall forget the way the Lord has led us and is teaching in our past history. That's what you hang on to. We've got history, you've got it. It's recorded in the pages of how faithful God is. Of course, we not only have this, we have the history of Christianity in general where God has shown up countless times, time after time, he's shown up. God took Moses and Israel down this path, this way, So we could know in the year 2021 he's the same powerful God. So look at your neighbor right now and say he's the same powerful God. Point your finger at him. first imperative is do not be afraid. And what can you do when you're not afraid? Our second imperative, do this, stand firm. It's equally powerful, stand firm. And I'll add to it what the word says and see. Stand firm and see. Watch God. We had the lady in our first service today. I don't remember if she was in the second, first or second service last week. I don't remember now. Sorry. But, but I called out somebody had a problem and, and she she stood up to come out and I knew it was her knee that was bad. And God healed her in the service. I don't, was it was it the second service? Some of you that were in the second service? She was here last week? Well, anyway, she danced out down the aisle when she was done. She kicked her, so I'm not kidding you. I, I'm not kidding you. The woman fell in her pew trying to get out. It was, it was, she, she could not get out of the pew because her knee was so bad. And when she left to return to her seat last week, she went, She did that leaving. Well, she was in the first service today. She walked right up to me and the, before it started, she said, "Pastor, you remember me?" <laughs> How could I forget you, sister? She said, "I'm healed, Pastor. Look, I'm healed." God is the same. He will show up for you just like he showed up for Israel. And I want you to understand something. When I say stand firm, it's not a state of passive resignation. Passive resignation, Rather, it's spiritual alertness. Faith and an unyielding confidence in God. Not a state of passive resignation. I I have to explain that. We oftentimes when we when, when I say words like stand firm, it, some people will just wait on God to do something. No. No, this is intentional spiritual alertness. Stand firm. In faith. It's an unyielding confidence in God. God's going to show up. At what point will you hold, take hold of the promises of God for you? It's personal. It's personal. I said in the early service I should do it again today in the latter service. You husbands, when are you going to act like a man of God? And when I say that, because we, we like the idea of being called the head of the household, the high priest, all that stuff sounds really good, doesn't it? But at what point are you going to take hold of the promises of God for your family? Because that's being a man of God. That's being a man of God. You take hold of them. And maybe your wife, maybe she's all messed up emotional and strung out because she's, she's hurting and And can't make sense of this, like the children of Israel standing in front of the Red Sea, seeing the army coming in behind them. They're all afraid and worried and concerned. But when are you husbands going to look at them and say, you know, baby, we're going to make it through this? Right? Stop texting. Hold my hand for a minute. doesn't look like the notes to the app for me. When when you're going to grab your spouse by the hand and say, baby, we're going to make it through this, there's nothing in front of us and trailing behind us that we can't get through in the power of Jesus. That's being a real man of God. But I'm not letting the ladies off the hook. Doesn't give you the right to just be an emotional basket case and act like you don't know Jesus. Because of the same God, she's not that. I'm just wanting you to understand.
1: I'm texting on my phone, and I'm. A
0: little...
2: <laughs> Please have a seat.
0: <laughs> Go back to your texting. Listen, to stand firm is to resolve to be unshakable in our faith. And that applies to ladies as much as it does men. So we all, none of us have an excuse. I'm just saying as a priority in a system, a God-designed system, men, your role is to lead in faith, to bring some assurance and some calm you got to be Moses with the children of Israel. And there comes a point in our walk with God that we must develop true spiritual grit. And I know, I know that's a, well, let me, let me show you a photo. Some of you will absolutely recognize this. Some of you are going to go, what is he showing us? Who is this? Why should I care? So I I just said, there's a point at which you have to develop true grit. That's literally the name of the movie from which this photo is taken. And that is John Wayne. And I know it's not politically correct to show a picture of a guy with two guns in his hands. Not just one, but he's got two. And, and, And he's holding the reins of the horse in his mouth, got a patch over one eye. And what is he doing? He's taking a firm stand. So it's a sort of a do or die attitude. I'm going to give it everything I've got. If I go out, I go out blazing. And so again, I'll say it. I know it's not politically correct, but there are moments in your walk with God that you have to come in with your spiritual guns blazing. Now I said it's spiritual guns. So if you're going to quote me, quote me right. Come in with your spiritual guns blazing. I'm ready. Whatever the enemy throws at me, I'm going to give it everything I've got. You know, standing firm has many dimensions. Stand firm on the never-failing promises of God stand firm on the fundamental be- our fundamental beliefs stand firm on them why do we believe what we believe you need to know what we believe and you need to be able to stand firm on us on those while wickedness is rising understand that if you're going to stand at this time in our history you better get a stronghold on your basic bible doctrine Why do we believe that this is god's word when people shout well men wrote it they were under inspiration by god when they wrote it yeah but men translated it it's all goofed up because men translated it yeah doesn't change the fact that god is god on the throne and these men who did the translation were seeking god and doing everything they could in their power to translate it properly Understand why we believe that God is a trinity. You need to get a grip on some of these things. What do we call the blessed hope? You know, that he's going to come. He's going to return. And you have a hope. It's eternal. Why? Because we know he's going to rapture his church out of here. I'm going to be a part of it steel heels today i brought up already earlier today that was a real deal folks they had to carry the woman forward she couldn't walk they literally had to i had to get two people two men on each side of her to bring her forward and i actually told them just stop it's too much work she was in such pain in her knee And then she turns around after prayer and dances back down to her seat. God still heals people. You need to understand your doctrine, fundamental beliefs. We're living in a challenging time, and it's not going to get easier. You know, we're just dealing with some junk in America today that people have dealt with in previous history and all over the world. We're facing a little bit of persecution. I'm not saying lay down and don't fight. Yeah, I'm going to keep fighting because I want my religious liberty. I expect it to be upheld. But I am saying what we're facing right now is just a tiny taste of what people all over the world, millions of Christians, have had to deal with for eons of time at this stage. What am I saying to you? I'm saying stand firm on the necessity and urgency of our global mission. Stand firm. The never failing promises of God. Stand firm on the fundamentals of our beliefs. Stand firm on the necessity and urgency of our global mission. We're part of something bigger than anything else. Stand firm in the sure knowledge that God is leading his people. God's still in charge. He's still going to get you through. Stand firm in accepting, practicing. Oh, man, this is good stuff. Accepting, practicing, and proclaiming the good news of the everlasting gospel. That's why we went out last Saturday. We'll be doing it frequently over this summer. Join us. Join us. Let's get a small army. Let's hit every every, uh, plaza, every place where people will be gathered. Come on. I don't care if you're afraid. Come on. Join us, we'll show, we'll show you how. It gets easier, you do it a few times. Because if, if I'm honest with you, I want our whole church, everybody in it, to be that kind of bold. Because you got to go to a place where, you're, you're going to places that people will never, they're never going to come through these doors. But you're there. And you can look at them and say, do you know that God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life? heard anybody say that well I'm telling you today listen let me ask you another question if you were to die right now are you absolutely positive God would let you into heaven and why and if they give any answer outside of I know Jesus he lives in my heart then you go to step three see how simple that is if there's any other answer any other besides I have Jesus in my heart, I prayed and received him as my Lord and Savior. If they tell you they, they go to church regular, eh? wrong answer. That won't get you in. My parents took me to church when I was a kid. I've been in a 100 BBSs. <laughs> There's another reason that doesn't make sense, but I I know most of you are with me on that. Although I do know people that take their kids to like three or four VBSs in the summer. They hit every one that they can. Stand firm in accepting, practicing, proclaiming the good news of the everlasting gospel, and finally, stand firm in your relationship with Christ. We live in an age of moral relativity. Uh, I can tell you, I, it's still shocking to me when I consider where we are at morally, what's okay today. It's an age of religious pluralism. neo-paganism, And the appeal from the word of God to the church is stand firm on our everlasting message. Get to know it and stand on it. So our first imperative is do not be afraid. I will fight for you, the Lord says. Our second one is to stand firm. And our final one is to get moving. Get moving. Go forward. Remember what God said to Moses? Tell the people to get moving. Really? I didn't make this up. He said, tell the people to get moving. Let, let me tell you how it came to me as I was preparing this message. In my spirit, it's like sounded like God was saying to, to Moses, stop whining and get moving. Y'all get that other video ready. It's going to happen quickly now. God's message to us during this global pandemic is go forward in faith. Go forward in faith. Get moving. We sang it earlier. I wanted to hear this again. This is you you guys got something different from the early service. I'm ready. I'm ready. I do. up Rebecca. Sounds like a march doesn't it? You sang it earlier. You need to stand up come on stand up. Come on, Pastor Mackay.
1: Jesus, you are here. He's right with us, carrying our burdens, covering our shame. He has overcome. Yes, He has overcome. will not be shaken. We will not be moved. Jesus, you are here. how will. Yes, he has overcome. We will not be shaken. We will not be moved. Jesus, Jesus, you you are are here. here. I will. Let's put our hands together this morning. Pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemies defeated. And we will shout it out, shout it out. And God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemies defeated. And we will shout, shout it out. out shout it out god is fighting for us pushing back the darkness lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken in the name of jesus enemies defeat and we will shout it out come on and give him a shout of praise God is fighting for us pushing back the darkness lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemies defeated. And we will shout it out. God. Shout it out. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, bless Come the Come on and give him the glory. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you, God. Yes. Bless the Lord.
0: I'm not quite done yet. Please be seated. So here's the deal. Don't remain trapped, terrified, paralyzed by the fear of our modern Red Sea. Don't stay stuck in that spot. You don't have to. God is still real. So in the context of COVID and this that's one thing. But don't just confine it in this message to that. What is it that stands in your way? What is gripping you? What is keeping you awake at night? What, where is the enemy fast on your trail? Stirring up dust. Take the step. Take a step of faith. Move out. Step out. Don't stay stuck. Don't stay there. I'm going to remind you guys, I, I do this frequently because it happens frequently. Pastor Mackay has no idea what I'm going to preach when she puts together the worship service. You know we sang that song earlier in the service. Listen to me, church. Prayer and faith are no substitute, by the way, for action. When God tells us to move on, I, I need to. I need to stay. There, say that again because it came out so easily for me. But I really want you to hear it. Prayer and faith is no substitute for action. The reality is the woman said, if I could just touch his garment, she had to get to him. She had to find her way through. It was against the law for her to do what she did, but she did it anyway, knowing that he was her only hope. You had to press through. What do you got to press through? What do you got to take hold of? What do you got to change? To take action. I want you praying. We have times of prayer. We do that as a body of fasting and prayer. I want you to exercise faith. But in the exercise of faith, there's action that must be taken. No talk there's a point where you got to walk it out. If Israel did not go forward, there would not have been the miracle of the Red Sea. Why are you standing there crying, Moses? Get moving! If we go forward, there can be no turning back, for God has won the victory for us. You're changed once God does something massive like this in your life. You're changed. It makes you look at things that that many folks, they'll be fearful of, but you're not afraid because God has shown up for you. Did you realize something? What I just said, I know this is the converse of it that you'll miss. If you don't go through the pain and trauma, you don't get the victory. You're not going to come out on the other side great or awesome or less fearful unless you go through the issue first. But look at what the Word says. This is what the Word says to you. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57 puts it this way. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God is fighting for us. You hear it? who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, enemies defeated. I, I, I say it this way. It may sound like it just came out of left field, but at least give Peter credit for stepping out of the boat. You know, he, that's the kind of guy he was. He was that guy. And we want Dissy because he started to sink, but nobody else stepped out of the boat. All you other disciples, don't look at me like you're better than I am. You didn't even get out of the boat. One of my companions I used to work with when I worked for Coward Groves and Ranch. This is back in Florida. For those of you who never heard those words come out of my mouth, I grew up in Florida and worked on a ranch that had he had about 800 acres of groves, orange groves. So one we we worked there, and and you know it's it's Florida folks. Huh? I mean you know it's like 95 degrees with 98 percent humidity most days, and and so we would take breaks and have a, a drink, uh, uh, you know. Uh, those were good Pepsis, seriously. I know, I know that's not PC correct either. Say, oh, I love those, and man, full of sugar and all kinds of energy came out of them in a big old cooler of ice. Anyway, after the break, he'd look around at us and say, well, let's do something even if it is wrong. You get the point let's do something even if it is wrong it's time to get back to work let's get busy let's do something I you know there's a time when all of the chatter has to stop and you got to get moving stop talking about faith and start exercising faith so let there be no uncertainty about our salvation let there be no misgiving about our mission we've got to take action let there be no mistake about our doctrinal solidarity we believe what we believe because it's in the word that's why we believe it we're going to stand on it no matter what there there needs to be no biblical detours you you hear a lot of garbage in the name of the bible Read it for yourself. We've been proclaiming for years, shouting it at the Catholics. Uh, a few more Protestants need to actually read the word. No biblical detours, no drifting from the faith, no Laodicean apathy, no love affair with the status quo. That's what I'll go back to it. Let's do something. Even if it is wrong, even if we end up like Peter in the water, let's at least step out of the boat. Even in these challenging times, we have to move on. Great Christian missionary, some of you don't even know him, but many of you do, David Livingston, is said to have stated these words. I will go anywhere as as long as it is forward. I will do, I will go anywhere as long as it is forward. Let me wrap this up today. There's no turning back. About 2,000 years ago, the Romans invaded Britain. And during that invasion, the commander-in-chief said to his men, let us burn all the ships. You heard me right. He said, let us burn all the ships in which we traveled to England. And one of the sailors turned to his commander-in-chief and asked this question. If we burn the ships, what shall we do in the event of retreat? The commander-in-chief promptly said, there will be no retreat. Forward only. They were in a do or die message to the church today is there shall be no retreat we have no reverse gear we are called to go forward in faith in this 21st century even with its daunting red seas all of the crises, the challenges and the difficulties that we face as a people by God's grace, there shall be no looking back. We're not going to be Lot's wife. No looking back. Come on. Step forward. Keep moving. No hesitation. No murmuring. Don't be like the children of Israel. God, why don't you show up? How come you didn't? How come I'm this? I'm in why are you whining, Moses? Get moving. If it be you, Lord Jesus, bid me come to you. Come on. You hear it? That's even Jesus saying, come on, Peter. It's me. Come on. When are we going to respond to his call? Move forward in faith. Those imperatives that I've stated to you, I'll repeat. He gave them to Israel, but he gives them to us. Number one, do not be afraid. I am with you. Number two, stand firm. I'm fighting with, on your behalf. I'm right beside you. And number three, go forward. Go forward. Take a step. With our faith firmly fixed on God, come on, Pastor Mackay. And our spiritual shoulders squared back. Let's press on. With the enemy hot on our trail and your Red Sea before you, lift your faith staff and move. Lift your faith staff and move like Moses. Actually, Pastor McKay, I want you to sing it this time, uh, what you sang at the end of the last service. I want to give you an opportunity to sing it in this service. But I want you to understand something, folks. Maybe you'll get your toes wet. Maybe you even get up to your ankles. But before that seawater hits your knees, it'll be fast receding victory you've got to take those steps here's what the word is for you to close it I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me
2: in the name of Jesus
0: enemies defeated come on Pastor McKay I want you to begin to sing it and I'll break in in a moment
1: Walk right through it My fears are drowned in perfect love You rescued me so I could stand and see You split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears are drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand and see I am a child of God.
0: Come on, would you all stand to your feet? You split Mind, bow your head, and close your eyes. Obviously, this is a strong message for believers today. But it's possible that you could be here this morning and not in a right relationship with Christ. It's possible that you can't say with absolute firm assurance that if you were to die in this moment, you know. That's your situation. Would you lift your hand up high and say, Pastor, I want to remove that question mark. I gotta make things right with the Lord. I need to make things right with the Lord. Lift your hand right where you're at. I'm just gonna give you a moment longer. God bless you. Thank you. God doesn't want you to walk out of here today without being in a right relationship with Him. And so, while heads are still bowed and eyes are closed, I want you to know that God loves you more than you could possibly imagine. Enough so that He would send His only begotten Son. And I know it's, somewhat easy to raise your hand and say I know I need Jesus and i got to get things right with the Lord I wonder if you'd be bold enough to walk out of your seat and come forward to this altar if you raised your hand say I want to confirm I want to remove all doubt I need Jesus and I'm going to walk with him come on would you get out of that pew and come forward room for you. step out. I know it's it's a bold move and I appreciate you doing it. I know I recognize a few of you so this would be a recommitment to you. I know that. I don't know all of you. So I'm going to treat it like all of you are praying this prayer almost like it was the first time. And that's okay if it's not the first time. Say this with me if you walked forward. Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood and giving your life. Thank you for the cross, Lord, and all that it means. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins, to come into my heart, I want to know you as my Savior and as my Lord, and so I give my life to you from this moment, Lord, I'm yours. thank you for those bold steps it took a lot to walk up here and uh, I just want you to know the difficulty of that is a good representation of just walking this out the rest of your life because you're going to be swimming upstream if you literally follow the Lord with your life you will, it's not easy I don't want you fooled in thinking, now everything's easy. Jesus just shows up every day for every one of my problems, and he solves them all. Instant. That's not the case. This is something you have to choose to walk out. So, if you don't mind, would you just walk right over there through that door with these folks? If you came forward, just walk over there. They'll take a few moments with you and just get some information. I know a few of you we're good with.
2: The cross
1: before me the world behind me the cross before me
0: the world behind me no turning
2: back
0: No turning back Now listen you're here and the message applies to you What is your Red Sea? Is it COVID? Has it racked your household and family? Do you shudder in fear to walk out your door? Is there something else that on top of COVID has crept into your life and it feels like the army of Egypt is right behind you? You can smell the dust. You can see it in the air. Stirring up. That's what the enemy does. He stirs up stuff around you so that you run in fear. But God says, I can do all things through Christ. So I do not be afraid. I will not fear. I will stand firm. And I will go forward. Can do this, believer. Everybody in here, if you're willing, lift your hands. Both of them, all up high. Jesus, I give you my future. I trust you impeccably through every situation and every circumstance. You alone are God. You're my God. You're my Redeemer. You're my Deliverer. You're my sure help. And I put my faith in you. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Have an amazing day. If one of your people went through that door, just wait for them.